Monday morning to you. I'm James Briarton in Charlotte with a tropical update from the Carolina Weather Group. As of late night advisory from the National Hurricane Center on Sunday, we have one hurricane, one tropical storm, two depressions, and three other areas of interest in the Atlantic. We're just days beyond the mid peak of the hurricane season, and that's why the Atlantic is so active right now. We will talk more about the stats and the historical significance to this time of year in just a moment, but first, let's talk about those storms. Let's start with Tropical Storm Sally because this storm poses the biggest threat to the United States in the short term. Currently in the Gulf of Mexico, south of Alabama, Sally is expected to strengthen to at least a Category 1 hurricane before making landfall Tuesday night somewhere in the broader New Orleans area. There's still uncertainty regarding exactly where Sally could make landfall. It could be just west of New Orleans, could be New Orleans itself. It could actually be as far east as Mobile, Alabama. Yes, that's 170 miles of beach where this storm could come ashore, and everyone living there right now needs to take hurricane preparations. Life-threatening storm surge is anticipated wherever Sally comes ashore. Hurricane conditions will arrive later today on this Monday. Worst-case scenario, New Orleans could see 7 to 11 feet of storm surge and upwards of 20 inches of rainfall. In that scenario, the probability of flash flooding is very high. Now remember, we have uncertainty about where this storm will come ashore in that 170-mile stretch. So that risk of storm surge and the highest risk of flash flooding will be closest to wherever that landfall is, but everyone along this area of the Gulf Coast should be preparing to see some form of strong winds and dangerous rain in the short term. Remember, we have some uncertainty here, and the forecast will need to be watched very quickly. After the storm comes ashore, it's forecast to make a turn to the east. It will weaken as it moves towards the metro areas of Birmingham and Atlanta on Thursday. The storm is expected to be significantly weakened by the time it makes it to the Carolinas on Friday. We are still some days out, but we are watching for the possibility of a flooding threat in some portion of the Carolinas on Friday from what will be remnants of Sally. Flooding could be especially a concern if the concentration of precipitation, say, is in the higher elevations of the foothills and mountains of western North Carolina. But again, in all transparency, Friday is simply too many days out for us to know for sure right now where that flooding threat may be. Before we can determine Friday's forecast, we need to know how things play out over the Gulf Coast and where that landfall is before we can get a better sense of where that right turn will happen. Luckily, we are confident that the storm will be significantly weakened and we're looking at just remnants of Sally by the time we get to later on in the week here in the Carolinas. Sally is the most significant threat to the U.S. right now this week. Matter of fact, if I stop this update right here, right now, and we didn't talk about any of these other systems out there in the Atlantic, this would be the only game in town this week. But if we do look at that broader scope across the National Hurricane Center's outlook, there are several other areas, and we're going to talk about them making our way from west to east. There is a small system right now off the Gulf Coast of Mexico heading towards Mexico, not expected to strengthen and not a threat for us. Hurricane Paulette poses a threat to Bermuda on this Monday, life-threatening surf and rip currents expected with that storm. And there will be, of course, heavy rains and strong winds. It is a hurricane after all. We're not expecting any widespread life-threatening conditions on the islands so long as proper preparations are made. It will move quickly back out to sea. 
Tropical Depression Renee is a fish storm, quickly weakening and will be disappearing off our list here in the short term. It remains out in the middle of the Atlantic where it will diminish. Let's talk about Tropical Depression 20. Right now it's out in the Atlantic Ocean. It's a little further south and east than all these other storms we've been talking about. It has plenty of runway. It's expected to become a tropical storm later on this Monday, and it will be given the name Teddy. Matter of fact, by the time you listen to this, it may already have been upgraded to Teddy. It will become a hurricane on Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, and grow to a Category 3 major hurricane by Thursday. Now, any hurricane never mind a major hurricane, certainly grabs our attention. The good news this week is it will remain out there in the middle of the Atlantic where it can't hurt anybody, away from any mainlands, including here in the U.S. So again, it poses no threat to us this week. What happens to it next week and as we approach that two-week mark in our forecast? Well, we're hoping it continues to curve back out to sea, but of course, it certainly needs watching. And we'll do just that. We'll keep an eye on it. Two more areas of interest that we are watching just off the Cape Verde Islands of the African coast is another area likely to form into a tropical depression, uh, tropical system, that is. It, too, headed out to the middle of nowhere, where in the least this week, it can't hurt anybody. Lastly, there is a new wave coming off of Africa. It's the newest game in town. Luckily, it's unlikely to do, do much of anything in the next few days. Okay. Did you catch all of that? (laughs) To summarize, the most important threat right now to the United States is Tropical Storm Sally. It will become a hurricane when it makes landfall along the Gulf Coast of the United States sometime on Tuesday. It will be a hurricane with dangerous storm surge and flooding in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Georgia and the Carolinas will see remnant rains on Friday with some localized flooding possible, but luckily the storm will be quite diminished from what it will be when it makes landfall on Tuesday. Do stay tuned for updates on the impacts here in the Carolinas as we learn more. Everything else I talked about, it's out at sea. Most will pose no threat to the United States, and most of these storms won't pose any threat to anybody in their short lifetime. There are still a couple systems out there whose lifetime extends beyond our forecast models, and so we will watch them day to day to get a better sense of where they may go in the long term. This amount of activity in the Atlantic is certainly a lot, but it's not all that unexpected. September 10th is the statistical average of the hurricane season in the Atlantic Ocean. Each month has its own hurricane expectations. For the Carolinas, September and October is the time that we are most likely to see a hurricane. While it's not impossible to see it at other times during the season, this mid-season setup is when things tend to trend our way, and you can see that when you look at the history books. Now, meteorologist Chris Mulcahy from WCNC Charlotte's first warm storm team did just that, and he shared his findings with us. September 10th was the peak of hurricane season, but that only means that we're in the second half of the season, where over 60% of all hurricanes form September and October. And historically, here in the Carolinas, well, the worst storms happen this time of year. Here are some notable names. September 14, 2018. More recently, Hurricane Florence took the title from Floyd for the most rain dumped in North Carolina from a tropical system. Florence peaked as a Category 4 hurricane but made landfall as a Category 1 in Wilmington. September 16, 1999. Hurricane Floyd made landfall with a 10 to 15 foot storm surge along the Carolina coast and winds gusting over 110 miles per hour as a Category 2 storm. A lot of eastern North Carolina got over 20 inches of rain as Floyd moved north. September 22, 1989. Hurricane Hugo is the strongest hurricane to ever make landfall in the Carolinas. Peak winds around Charleston, South Carolina were estimated to be 135 to 140 miles per hour. October 8, 2016. 
Hurricane Matthew made landfall in South Carolina, but continued to ride along the coast slowly. Noah deemed Matthew as a one-in-a-thousand-year flood at the time. October 15, 1954. Hurricane Hazel made landfall on this date right along the North Carolina and South Carolina border. The storm surge created was the worst ever recorded at the time in North Carolina. As we always say, it only takes just one, and the tropics are proving right now that we're in the heart of hurricane season. Stay safe, everyone, and we'll continue to keep you updated. I'm meteorologist Chris Mulcahy with WCNC Charlotte. Thanks to Chris Mulcahy and WCNC Charlotte for sharing that report with us. Chris didn't have time to include all of the storms in his story, but he put them in his web version on WCNC.com. We have a link to Chris Mulcahy's full web story in the description of this podcast. The Carolina Weather Group will be back this week with an all-new episode. You can catch it premiering on the video platforms of Facebook Live, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch Wednesday night at 9 o'clock Eastern. And, of course, the audio will drop right here early Thursday morning for those of you lucky enough to be subscribed to the audio podcast form. I thank you for tuning in to this very busy tropical update from the Carolina Weather Group. I'm James Briarton in Charlotte. I'll talk to you again real soon.